praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, open up to Isaiah chapter 6, and we are just continuing on on our Where's Frank campaign, and Where's Frank is going to be more than just our summer campaign, but this is our summer for souls. We're believing God is going to do some great things for hearts and lives to be changed this summer. It's exciting with all the things happening. We're kicking off with VBS. We got the, or, or I mean, with the, going to the fairgrounds. We got VBS following that. We got the backpack giveaway. So many opportunities that we're going to be in, in, in a larger way connected to our community, and in and in a group way, we're connecting with our community. But even more than that, that we're connecting with people individually. And that God would use us individually in reaching people and touching people right here in our community. And uh, so this morning, we just want to continue on, pick up a little bit. Last week, just as a little bit of recap, uh, we shared a message with you on the cost of a no. And uh, what happens when we say no to God. And God's always looked for people to say yes to Him. What He's looking for is just a yes. And sometimes we want to know all the details. We just have to trust that God has already planned out all the details. We have to trust Him in the details. He just needs our agreement that He wants to do something through our lives. And think about that. Just stopping to think about, wait, God's asking me to say yeah. Think about that. The Creator of the universe is wanting to partner with you. Or wanting you to partner with Him. That's always amazed me that God would use me. That God would want to use me. And so, to, to me, the thought of missing out on that, um, I'll, I'll share just a little, bit, uh, a little bit later on something that happened. But uh, th- this last week, we were asked to go down with the group. There was about 20 of us, uh, uh, Sacramento area pastors. And my friend, who I've known for years, Francis Infuso at the Rock of Roseville, he uh, contacted uh, Sue and I and asked if we would come. And so it was a group of pastors and their spouses just to go do one thing, just to go pray and seek the face of God together for 24 hours. There's no agenda. We're just going to go pray together as pastors for our region and just ask God to speak to us for the Holy Spirit to show up. And so out of all the pastors that he knows and stuff, it was amazing that he wouldn't want me to be involved in that. So I was humbled, and then I was excited that he would want me to be a part of that. So when it came to deciding, well, well, I wonder if that fits into my schedule. I wonder if I could do it. When it came to saying, yes, you, do, it's just, you don't even hesitate at that. You go, yes, it, if I have to change something to say yes, yes. I mean, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that, that's just asking to go to spend 24 hours in prayer. Now think about that. that that's a friend of being doing that. And to me, it was an honor. It, it, it was a, 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 a friendship in that. But think God is asking you to be involved with him. And so for me, it's that, wait a minute. You mean I have to change my life a little bit to be involved with God? I mean, know what I'm saying right here? And so it's so important. If we get this, it is power. Look at Isaiah chapter 6, and I want to begin in the first verse. Isaiah chapter 6. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. How many would like to have that vision? I mean, just see God in his glory, in the temple, and all the stuff in there and everything. God, that would be so awesome. Wouldn't that? To have, no, no, to have that personal experience, that encounter with God, that would be amazing. And then above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings and two. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. I mean, oh, that'd be a trip. That'd be amazing to see. 
And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken. And the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Let me just tell you like that. We think that'd be cool, but you would say the same thing. Whoa. I'm in the presence of God. A holy God. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth. I mean, oh, that'd be a trip, an angel, one of those six weeks, flying at you with a tong and a coal, and going, eh. <laughs> How'd that get your attention? Amen. He touches your mouth with it and says, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Now watch it. And I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Wow. Who will go for us? So Isaiah, in the middle of his vision, in the middle of everything's going on, what's he hearing? Excuse me. He's hearing God asking for somebody to say yes. For somebody just to say, yes, God, I'll go. And look what he says. Then I said, here am I, send me. And then he gives him his commission. Last week when we talked about the cost of a no, we talked to you about Hobab in Numbers chapter 10, Moses' brother-in-law. And after being in the wilderness for two years, the Lord began to direct them. And Moses went to Hobab and said, Hobab, uh, we want you to go with us. And, and we want you to lead us through the wilderness because you know the places. We, we just want you to use just your, your average, not anything special. Just, we just need you to serve. We, we just need to help and just to serve. But Hobab, because of his position, he's the son of a prince. His father is Jethro of the Midianites. He is uh, Moses' father-in-law. This is Moses' brother-in-law. And he has position. He has land. He has status and all this. And so just to go and be the guy and just to do normal stuff, you know, he, he, and, and, and that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes we're willing to say yes to something great for God, but to just say yes to serve, we miss that. And so this morning, I, I want to just help you see a few things. We're just going to keep taking this on because there's something that's so exciting about the walk with God. Being a Christian and saying yes to God and thinking that whether we ever see what Isaiah saw, whether, whether we're ever caught up into that realm of heaven. Paul said, I was caught up in the third heavens. I saw things I can't even talk about. So wherever we have that, there's still, we hear the voice of God asking us to say yes. We all hear God prompting us, and we all hear that, that, that call of God, will you go for me? Look at the cover of your outline, because why does God need us to say yes? Never forget this. Write this down again if you have your pencil. Just write it down. Memorize this verse, Luke 19.10. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Let me ask you this. If Jesus was physically walking the earth right now, what would he be doing today? 
The exact same thing he did when he was here walking the shores of Galilee. He would be seeking and saving the law. He wouldn't just be hanging out. Look, he, he said, oh, the, the, those who are well have no need of a physician. What we want to do, we've turned it around. We just want Jesus to come and minister to us and make us weller and weller and weller and blester and blester and blester and fuller and fuller and fuller and more and more and more and blessing and blessing. Hello? We just want him to come minister to the right. Jesus said, those who are well have no need of a physician. I'm sent to those who are sick, those who are dying, those who are about to perish, those who are law and, and can't find their way home. So I, I'm out to read. He leaves the 99 and goes and gets the one. That's exactly what he would be doing today. Amen. And so I started thinking about this, even in that realm. And, and as Sean was praying, yeah, Jesus is in us. Thank God. We get born again and God comes and lives with us. But more than that, we're in him. And in Him, all we have to do is just agree with what He, the exciting thing about being a believer is that we are in Him and we're invited into doing what He's doing in the earth. He says, hey, come and do with me what I'm doing in the earth. Francis said, hey, Don, would you and Sue come and pray? We want to get together and pray. Would you do that? By all means, I will come and be there. And whatever, the expense, whatever it is, I want to be there. And so when Jesus says, hey, would you come and be with me and do this? Yes. Amen? Yes. So look at Our life and our call is to be defined by a road Paved by yes. Just that simple. We never know when we will step into and fulfill our life assignment and use every experience we gained along the way by saying yes. Francis sent, sent, sent an email to the pastors that were there. And he said, write in one sentence what you experienced. I mean, God showed up. It was an amazing time. We had a great time. It says, write in one sentence what you experience. Let me just put it like this. I can only write a sentence because I said yes. Because I said yes, I was there. And in my yes, I, I, I got to partake of an, I had an experience in my yes. Are, are you with me this morning? I had an experience in my Yes. Was it anything I preconceived? I didn't go there with any thought of anything conceived. I didn't even know what we were being at. Come together, we're going to get together and pray. Well, what's going to happen? Da-da-da-da-da. There was no agenda. There was nothing defined. You were just asked for a yes. And in the yes, we had an experience. And it's, I mean, in each one, it's interesting, each one did something different. And this is what I wrote down. I wrote back to him, I said this. Matthew 5 and verse 6 says, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And that's really all that's happened. We just went there hungry and thirsty for God, and God showed up and filled it. And to each one in a different way, whatever. God always gives you what you need. Are you with me? But, but see, in that, it, it, it could only happen with a yes. It can't happen with, well, you know, if you tell me, I'll come. What are we going to be doing there? What, what's going to be expected of me? Who cares? Who cares? And something so amazing, I connected with a pastor friend, in a way, a guy I knew, and God put us together with a couple different people, but one pastor in particular, an African-American pastor from, from, from South Sac, 
A great man of God, been there for years and years and years and years. Just an amazing man of God. And we've known each other. We've been around each other. In fact, he go, he's going, when did I first meet you? And we got talking and we met years ago, over 20 some years ago, uh, 25 years ago, but more back, back with, uh, through, through Pastor Goodell and Calvary Christian Center, our friend Thomas Hoke and all this. He goes, that's where I met you. I remember you. But then we can, but, but through this saying yes, we can, we, we, we're no longer just friends. We connect. In fact, I'm sitting here. He sent me a text. Are you ready for this? Yes. Look what I said. Hey, Don, praying for you now. This is at 818 this morning. Pray, look, praying for you now. At 818, praying for you now. Thanks for loving on Deb and I this week. 1,000 times more on your ministry today. Amen. Woo! So this morning, that pastor is praying for us and for our services. But, 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 so I have a connection, but it only came through a yes. Amen. Are you with me? It only came through a yes. But, but see, today, today we're way too impressed with ourselves. And so your schedule, your time, and everything else, when somebody asks you for a yes, you go, well, wait a minute, let me, let me, let me check my schedule. Because I have some pretty important stuff on the line here. So let me see if I, can, if I can squeeze this in. Let me see if I can make this happen. Doing all right? And then... If I think the step, and then go, well, and, and then we want them to qualify. Okay, what are you really asking me to do? And what do you need from me? And, you know, because then we're going to figure out if it's worth changing the important things that we do. Doing all right? Stay with me. And I'm just saying, because sometimes God just comes up and, and He's wanting you to do something, but then. We don't have anything else but just the ask. Would you help me? Could you be here? Would you go there? Would you just reach out to that person? And it's too vague. And so because we don't know, we think there's something else that could be more important. And and so because it was just vague, we don't say yes. And that's why I'm saying we never know when we will step into and fulfill our life assignment and use every experience we gathered along the way by saying yes. But the experience only comes through saying yes. Why? Because kingdom promotion is always faithful over a little before ruler over much. Just faithful over a little before ruler over much. Hobab was offered, come with us and we will share the promise. Okay, well, what's the promise? We don't know until we get there. But God's promise is, God's promise is always better than what you have or what you could ever provide for yourself. It says, we, we, we will invite you and just come and we'll give it. Why? But then if I ever learn this. See, we live in a nation that's seeking fame. We have whole shows. Pastor Sue and I watch it because we, 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 we like singing and doing that stuff. And that. So, so like, over the years, we, we watched American Idol. Last year was the first time. But everybody's on there trying to be famous. And some of them get on there and they're terrible, but, but they want that one moment of fame on TV. And so they think if I'm the worst singer in the world, at least they'll put me on there as the blooper. 
So I get my fame is I am the guy, Hinkin, the, the guy, the, the Korean guy, whoever it was that sang in the haunt, whatever he was, the first year and all that stuff. Amen. But he got his fame. But fame is only for what? A season. Fame is for a season. But faithfulness in serving is its own reward and fame. Faithfulness in just serving. Faithfulness in just saying yes carries its own reward. And when I'm doing that, there, there's just something that, that when I'm just doing that, there's a peace. See, just serving and saying yes to God and His call upon our life, whatever it may be, and being involved with His plan for our lives in the earth and just walking with Him in a yes is so peaceful. It's the best place to live. Could you agree this morning? It's just an amazing place to live. Think about it. Freedom, though, is never free. Look inside your outline. It always comes at the expense of a yes paid by someone on behalf of another. Freedom is never free. All freedom that humanity has experienced has come at the expense of someone saying yes on behalf of another. All of it. There's not just free freedom floating out there. You can't find it. It's connected to somebody saying yes. This is what I get excited about. After doing this all these years, I look at young men and young women that God is raising up in our church. And, and, and I see them coming out of bondages. I see them coming out of brokenness. I see them coming out of pain. I see them overcoming. I see them launching in and stepping into God's destiny for their life. And I go back and I think about, wait a minute. Some of that is happening just because I said yes. Not because I knew anything, but just because I said yes. And so some people are experiencing something. Many of you have been ministered to. Something's happening in your life by, by coming to church. And it's happened, but, but it's connected to a yes. And what I'm trying to get you to see and, and believe that God's going to impart and, and this just going to launch our church to a whole other level, that if we all got a hold of this, that our yes is connected to somebody else's freedom. It's not always just for me. America is such a me society. But God's not a me God. Aren't you glad? That's why Jesus said, the Son of Man didn't come to be served. He didn't come to receive, but he came to serve and to give himself a ransom for all. And, and see, if we can live for the harvest on the other side instead of the fame for a moment here, do you get that? Jesus was one for who for the hope and the glory that and the joy that was set before for, for what would come after, for the after. <laughs> Amen. If we keep our eye on the after, it changes everything. Now watch this. There's something placed inside of all of us by God that lets us know we're made to be connected to others. Every one of us know. We, we want friendships. We want connections. We want relations. Something inside of us tells us we're made to be connected by others. Now what happens many times in life, we experience things and it gives us attitudes towards people and towards connection and we, we distance. But something we wish connection would work in our life. Amen? We, we, that's really a desire in us. And it's a knowing on the inside of us. 
To know that what happens to others, and we know this inside, to know that what happens to others does have an effect upon my life. See, what's happening to other people, here, get, get, just get this straight. What's happening to people in other nations, in other places, in other communities, in other situations, eventually it's going to have an effect upon our life. No, nothing is, un- we're not, we're interconnected, not disconnected. And, and eventually it will touch you. What's happened in America is we don't care about anything until it does touch us. Because we've been turned inward, introspective, instead of outward perspective on life. Are we doing all right this morning? So what? We understand that the choices I make do not just affect me and my life. We may say that, hey, I'm not affecting anybody, it's just me, it's just my life, I'm not bothered. But we don't, inside we don't believe that. We say that, but we don't believe that and we know better. Other people are connected to my yes and to my no in life. Amen? If we just go to the family and the home, think about how many people's lives are connected to a yes and a no. Amen? The difference. This Memorial Day weekend is the day we remember that our freedom as a nation has come to us through the yes of someone else on our behalf. Do you know in our nation we haven't had a draft since the Vietnam War? Every person that's been serving since the end of the Vietnam War, since the draft ended in 1974, I believe the draft ended in 1974. Maybe early, maybe 72. But right in that time, we we, we haven't had a draft. So everybody serving in our armed forces has said yes on their own. They, they volunteered to serve for one reason, to protect our freedom, to, to preserve what they believe in and what we have as a nation that, that, that was handed down to us through the yes of a previous generation. Somebody else. Amen? And, and, and even during the draft, there were a lot of people that said no and went to Canada. A lot of people that evaded the draft took off, but, but everybody said yes and went in. And, and, and then they continued to say yeah. And, and, and then when they're under order, they would charge that hill, run up that hill, or, or take this field, or, or, or engage this battle. Or do, but they said yes, they're under orders, they comply. But through their yes, victories were won, freedom was secured, and we have what we have today. Are you with me this morning? So watch this first clip if you guys are ready back there. Go ahead and cut the lights, Eli, over here.
Amen. You know, it's amazing to go to, to Gettysburg there and be there and see the price that was paid and we forget um, the great battle that was fought for the freedom and to break slavery as a curse off of our nation. Amen? And how many thousands upon thousands of people died for that to happen so that somebody else might be free. And uh, it's just amazing. And, uh, but you know, even democracy, as Ronald Reagan said, democracy is worth defending and even worth dying for, but so is the gospel. The gospel is worth defending, and if need be, even worth dying for. It's the only truth that carries eternal weight in somebody's life. Amen? It has an eternal impact and a reward. Think about it. Answering the call of God in our life is as easy as saying yes to every opportunity to serve that comes our way. Every opportunity. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't qualify it. Don't miss out. Well, what is it? What's it for? Just say yes to serving. Just say yes to being involved somehow, no matter how menial, no matter how small it is, just say yes. See, last week we saw that Hobab missed his opportunity because he was asked to just serve, not to be great. I wish every act God called us to would mean greatness for us, but sometimes it doesn't. But it does mean freedom for someone else. I try to get this across to people. Why is serving in children's ministry so important? Because while you're ministering to somebody else's kids, God's ministering freedom to them in here. Your yes means freedom to somebody else. They can be at peace. They can know that people are in there loving on my children, caring for my children, and God can, can, can minister to them there. And then once we've been ministered to, we're supposed to get up and serve others. We're not just supposed to expect somebody to always be serving me. But we're to be involved in making that happen. That's the opportunity. Think about it. We all respond to affirmation, recognition, appreciation for what we do. Why? Because we all carry within us a desire to have a life of significance. Amen? We all have that. Why is it important? Why do we feel so good when somebody says, I was watching my grandson Jack, he, he just, you know, those little, those little things in the, the different size rings and they stack up the little like donut things and they've been around for a hundred years, the little toys and stuff. And even baby, any little baby, they do something, you go, yay, and they light up. Because there's something in us that responds. And, and so we're put in there that our life is supposed to have meaning and accomplishment. Are you with me this morning? And God's given that to us, but, but He gives it through a yes. And when we say yeah, the Lord just goes yes. And, and so there's an affirmation that comes to that. Think about it. We want to leave an impact. People say, well, I don't care. I don't matter. I don't need any of this. Everybody that says that is lying. Amen? We all do. We all thrive on that. We grow from that. But hear this this morning. Think about it. Humanity has fought the battle to be great. The history of humanity will take you from one battle to another over who's going to be the greatest. Whether it's an individual, whether it's a Napoleon, an Alexander the... Alexander who? The great. Yeah. So, so, so look at all these little dictators. Look at all, look, look at all that happened and all the disaster and all the destruction off of people trying and desiring to be great. 
Look at whether it is Stalin, whether it's Hitler, whether it's the, the, the Mao's, no matter who it is. And the destruction, everything behind Chavez down in Nicaragua, all these guys, man, it's crazy. Castro, all these dictators, wanting to be the great, the great ruler at the expense of people. Almost every battle that has been fought has been over a person or nation's desire to be great. In the kingdom of God, greatness comes through serving and preferring others, not seeking to be great. And yesterday I read this verse and I put it in the message this morning, in, in the outline this morning, because in the message Bible, I never read this verse in the message Bible. And it just shouted at me yesterday. Listen to this. Matthew 7, 21 to 22. We know that, that in that day many would come to me and say, Lord, Lord. Listen to the message translation. It says, knowing the correct password, saying, Master, Master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience doing what my Father wills. What's that mean? Just saying yes to the Father. Just say yes. I can see it now at the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me saying, Master, we preach the message. We bash the demons. Listen to this. Get this. Our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking. About us, our God-sponsored projects. Look at where we are. We are the fastest growing church in America. Look at us. We're this. We're that. Look at that. We're, we're, we're the hottest thing on YouTube. We're the hottest thing on there. Look at, we're on the cutting edge. We're this. We're that. Look at all we did. Look at our crowd. Look at this. Look at that. Are you with me? We strive for that. We look for that. And do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> yeah. You missed the boat. Listen to this. All you did was use me to make yourself important. Ministry is not about being important. It's just about saying yeah. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2 real quick. Are you with me this morning? Say, Pastor, what do you say? I'm saying there's so much fun in saying yes to God that if you take all the requirements off of it, you step into a whole new arena. It's quiet in the house, so I just figure you guys are soaking it in because that's what people told me from now on. Pastor, don't get concerned. We're just soaking it in. Verse 1, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love, Philippians 2, verse 1, If any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection, if any mercy, fulfill my joy in being like-minded, have the same what? Love. Being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through what? Through what? Strive, or my, my translation, selfish, what? Ambition. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Wow. Or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for what? The interests of others. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So Paul says that, and then he says, okay, let the mind of Christ then be in you. What is that? Now watch. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself. Everybody say made himself. Made himself. Look, it made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant 
and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he what? Humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. That's what I said last week. Jesus, for Jesus to say yes, it meant to die. And for you and I to say, Lord, I'm just going to humble myself. Whatever you need. What do you need me to do? I could humble myself to do that. Why? Because Jesus already humbled himself and went to the cross for me. I could humble myself and do anything for him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to have a title, but I can humble myself and do that and serve and say yes. And the experience on the other side of yes is amazing. I hope you can hear this this morning. See, the freedom we have today in Christ did not come through Jesus making himself important but through humbling himself and taking the form of a servant and giving his life for us. The freedom we have today as a nation did not come through men seeking greatness, but through men and women seeking freedom for all and fighting to preserve it. Amen. Even at the expense of their own life. Watch this next clip, Sam, if you're ready. You know, there's a story about a guy named Joshua. From the Bible? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. God told him to build a memorial out of stones. Yeah, and the stones were to be a reminder of this great thing that God had done. So we know it's not the same thing, but we were wondering if we could remember your dad with you. Remember all the great things he's done. Sure. So this one here, this one's for remembering a great friend. This is uh, for his part, keeping my kids safe at night. You got one? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Um, this one's for him being the reason I even know anything at all about the Bible. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. This is for dragging us to church that first time. This is for freedom to worship. And his sacrifice for that. This one's for not letting his best friends stay mad at each other. You know, he loved the simple things. Things like people getting to speak their mind or having dreams and pursuing them. This is for defending those things. You know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I want to. It's okay, buddy. Just take your time then. This one's not just for my dad, but for all the people like him who helped protect their country. I'll skip to that one.
Amen. You know, when we live for the freedom of others and even in serving God in that, every yes, no matter how simple it seems, works towards the freedom of somebody else. It makes a difference in the life of somebody else. Because what happens is, it's not just one yes. Every yes becomes woven together. To complete the whole act of freedom. Are you with me? And so when we're doing that, just like in our, see, look, something so simple as saying yes and being a giver. And through that, and sowing life. You know, you're ministering right now. We, this last week, we got an email from Sharwana in India, and it's been blistering hot over there, like 130 some degrees. And, and, and because of their sanitation and everything, the water and, and the dysentery from all that, they've had 60 kids die. 60 kids die. But through your support, you're helping, and, and they're rescuing some kids, and they're working. And, and so freedom and life is coming just through your yes, j- j- just that one yes in giving. We, we can send support. And so through all of our missions, through everything else we do, your, your yes is bringing freedom and bringing life to others. See, everything God does in the earth is connected to a yes in the life of His servant. Look at the last page of your outline. There's one thing the Lord has always looked for in the earth, and that is a man to stand in the gap. God showed me something I believe is specifically tied into. This was my personal experience at this prayer encounter this weekend, what God showed me, and I believe it for me and for our church. And, and it literally liberated me and helped me in an area. Showed me something. See, a man with the e- Ezekiel 22 and verse 30 says that God searches for a man. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. And He's looking for a man who will stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Can I tell you, in your life, there's a gap that God is asking you to say yes and step into. For each one of us, it's a different hedge. We all have a, a gap and, 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 and a hedge that, that our life is a part of. And, and he needs us to, he's looking for the person that will stand up and say yes and feel that. And it's defined differently in every one of our lives. That's why God does ministry through all of us in a different way. This, just, this isn't the only ministry that God does through our life. See, a man with a yes in his heart for God is what he's looking for. God's just looking for somebody with the yes. Not somebody looking for an explanation. Not somebody looking for all the answers. Just somebody to say yes. I've had more fun saying yes, not knowing what's going to go on, than I ever had when I knew. We're doing all right? So think about it. While we're waiting for God to move for us, He's waiting for us to move towards Him, placing our lives in His hands, yielded, trusting, and being willing to be formed and filled for His purpose. Let me give it to you like that. In the beginning, how many know it says, in the beginning, God formed man. And what God asks us to do is say yes, and let Him form us again. He's not asking you to do ministry for Him. He's not asking you. He's asking you to say yes and put yourself in His hands, and let Him form you and shape you, just by saying yes. And let Him use you. Are you doing all right? Let Him use you. Think about it.
Revivals and freedom do not come through buildings, programs, or institutions which man has built for God. Hear me, we're excited. We're pressing forward. We're believing God for a new building. How many are agreeing with it? God's going to give us. Thank God for renting this place. Thank God for everything done. But we're moving forward. Believe God to give us our own home. It's time. So we're moving towards that. But getting our own building isn't what's going to make the difference. God doesn't move through buildings. Trace the history of revivals. You're never going to find it connected to a building. You're only going to find it connected to a person that said yes. Every revival is connected to a person. And I'm sitting there this weekend. I mean, on Tuesday night, we're there. And they're sharing some of the people that have been at Home of Peace in Oakland. Men like Smith Wigglesworth, Amy Simple McPherson, Alexander Dowie. These great men and women of God. Uh, um, William Seymour from Azusa Street. And, and it's these men and these generals that God is doing great things through, but yet they're coming to this little house in the middle of Oakland. With the, it's just like a little bed and breakfast, this three-story place, and these little bedrooms in there, and this little bitty chapel about not much bigger than the overhang right there. Just a little chapel about that deep, and just maybe just a few feet wider than that. There's two rows of chairs in that. And just, just narrow little chapel. But they all came there just to seek God. Why? And this is what the Spirit of God told me. See, revival and freedom comes through men and women which God has built. Get this. Those willing to yield themselves to the building process of God in their life. What does that look like? To become clay in the potter's hand, to be shaped into vessels of honors fit for the master's use. Those that God can fill with His presence and manifest His purpose through their lives at the appointed time of His visitation. Hear me. God has set times when He's doing things. Every time God wants to do in the earth, He starts searching for a man. Every time God gets ready to do something, He starts looking for men and women that will say yes. And he doesn't tell you what he's going to do. He just asks you to say yes. And so he needs people who are willing to be molded and shaped and built by him and just agreeable to say yes. But watch it. See, I shared a long time ago. I can only make this statement. But God, out of eternity, wants to come into time. And every time eternity comes to time, it marks time. It shifts something in time. But he only comes in like that through a yes. He always does it through a person. Cow. Now, I don't know. I'm just trying to share with you. This is what blows my mind, my life. Because God is asking, God, <laughs> are you with me? God is asking me to say yes to what He wants to do in the earth. Are you kidding me? Amen. Are you kidding me? No, you don't. Are you kidding me? God, you need me to say yes. 
And he's not asking me to look and see what Sean's doing or see what Cole's doing or see what this guy's doing. He's not, asking, he's not comparing me. He says, hey, I, I want to do something to you. And what I want to do is directly connect it to your yes. And it will allow eternity to come into time. And it will change time. Glory to God. See, last week, soon I spent those 24 hours on hallowed ground with some amazing pastors. A humble place where many great men and women of God have come for over a hundred years seeking the face of God. Why did they go there? I was laying on my face praying in the chapel and God said, the Spirit of God said, do you know why they came here? I said, I'm, 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 I'm listening. This is what he said. They didn't come there to build something for him, but to rebuild by him so that he might have his way in free course through their life. I started thinking about, why are these great men and women of God coming here? They're, they've already built great ministries for God. So they're not coming there to build something for him. They're coming there to be rebuilt by him. What, 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 if, what if in church, we, every week we came in and church, God, I want to do something. I, I, want, I want my yes to be for you. So when I come in, God, I'm worshiping. God, rebuild me. Redu- God, keep working on me. Keep giving myself over to him. Have him work in our life. Why? Because what God does through a man or woman built by him endures forever. What man builds for God is temple. Whatever we build here, this world's going to change. This is temple. But what God does through your yes in time will be eternal. Do you know why? Because it's connected to soul. It's connected to people. And he's taking, God is taking something out of time into eternity. And he's taking everything he takes out of time into eternity. He's taking through a yes from a man or a woman. Because he speaks out of eternity into time. Will you see? Say yes for me, because if you will, I'll come into time, and through you, I will redeem souls out of this space, and they will go into eternity with me. Glory to God. If you'll just say yes. What God does through men, hear it, what we build decays, dissolves, and never breaks out beyond the boundaries of this space called time. What God does through men and women built by Him endures for all of eternity. For through them He moves to reconcile and redeem the lost. Matthew 1 verse 17, hear this. Jesus turned to Peter, James, and John. He said, Follow me. And I will make you to become fishers. And he said, come here, guys. Come here, guys, follow me. And I will make you, I will form you into what you are not. You are fishermen, but I will make you. And in my making of you, you will become. And when you say yes to God, He says, if you will let me, I will form you. And when I form you, you will become what I'm sending you to be in the earth. Power of a yes. See, freedom, hear it again, is never free. It comes at the expense of a yes paid by someone on behalf of another. I want to pray that this is my favorite Memorial Day clip and it's President Ronald Reagan. Would you guys play that please?
For some of us here today, our love is the unquenchable, unforgetting love of a wife, a child, for a fallen father, of a mother, a father, for a fallen son. For others of us, this love, while more distant, is still anguished and grieving. Ours is a love for a fallen countryman who died so that we, a free people, might live and this great nation endure. Even as we hear these words, we understand again their inadequacy. We appreciate a new Lincoln's humble wisdom at Gettysburg. When brave men die, it is their deeds, not our words, that are remembered. Yes. It is their sacrifice, not our brief recollection, that offers everlasting testimony to their love for others, their love for us. But we're human, and today we know such great heartache. So we come to this place to seek the simple assurance of each other and the hope of finding a higher meaning, a greater purpose. And let us remember a final duty, to understand that these men made themselves immortal by dying for something immortal. But theirs is the best to be asked of any life, a sharing of the human heart, a sharing in the infinite. In giving themselves for others, they made themselves special, not just to us, but to their God. Greater love than this has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. And because God is love, we know he was there with them when they died and that he is with them still. We know they live again, not just in our hearts, but in his arms. And we know they've gone before to prepare a way for us. So today we remember them in sorrow and in love. We say goodbye. And as we submit to the will of him who made us, we pray together the words of scripture, Lord, now let thy servants go in peace. Thy word has been fulfilled. So many of you have known long months of separation from your loved ones, from those young men. You were separated by distance, by miles of land and ocean. Now you are separated again, not just by territorial limits, but because they have stepped through that door that God has promised all of us. They do live now in a world where there is no sorrow, no pain. And they await us. And we shall all be together again. God bless you. Amen. This morning I wonder what would happen if we just say, God, I don't want to build something for you. I want to be built by you. I don't want to define what I'll do for you. I want to let you define me and what you need me to be. Would you just bow your heads for a moment? See, as pastors, this last week, we just went to this little house and we prayed. And we just asked God to speak to us. We, we had no other reason for being there 
than just to ask Him to speak to our hearts. It's amazing to see how God spoke to each and every one. We had a time where we prayed, prayed specifically over some folks and God moved prophetically in an amazing way. But what would happen? What could happen with us? If we just reevaluated our yes to God. Yes, God. What are you asking me to do? Yes, God. What, what, what's it mean? What, what's going to happen? I, it doesn't matter. Just yes. And they go, but, but Lord, I, I might have to reschedule something. I might have to redo. I already have something planned for that time. That, that's okay, though. Yes. Yes. And in our yes, we find out that somebody's freedom was connected to our yes. Sometimes just your yes in attending church makes a difference to somebody. Sometimes just your yes in just being consistent makes a difference. We left our home church in 1981. And over the years, people have come up to me and said, I've watched your life. And it's people I don't even know. It says, watching your life and how you've walked with God has had a huge impact on my life. Your walk of consistency with God, your yes, has inspired me. Sometimes just people seeing you every week all the time being there being consistent in God's house and serving and being a person of yes for God is ministering to somebody and bringing them freedom serving I'm asking you today how is your yes to God do you need to reevaluate it Over the years, I've watched great men rise and fall. And then I've watched great men continue and prevail. And this week, God showed me the answer to how to prevail. Quit desiring to build something great for Him. And allow Him to keep building you into what He needs you to be. If you will let God build you, He will always build what He needs to through you. Just say yes. Just say yes. Maybe just right now with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, maybe you're just praying right there. Maybe you would just reaffirm your yes to God. I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I'm not asking you to do anything this morning. Me seeing your hand isn't going to change anything. But God hearing your yes, the Father hearing your yes, will change everything. Father, today I thank you. Lord, we thank you first and foremost for the lives that have been laid on the altar of sacrifice for our freedom. The price that was paid for us to be free.
Jesus, you laid your life on that altar. Men and women of our nation have laid their life upon that altar. Father, forgive us if we've forgotten how costly freedom is. And Lord, let our remembrance stir us to a greater yes in our own lives. Thankful for the freedom that we have, but desiring to pass it on to another, to preserve it for another, and even for another generation. Father, today I pray your blessing over your people as they say yes to you. As they lay their lives in your hands, Father, mold them and shape them. As they say yes to you, Lord, I'll stand in the gap. Here am I. Send me. I thank you, Father, that you will enter time from eternity through their lives. And through them, you will redeem souls for all of eternity. 